Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, also known as Cheap Lazy Vegan on YouTube. And I'm Daniel, one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends who love to talk about the latest trending topics. So get comfortable and join us while we give our savage take on just about everything. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hello, everyone. We need <laughs> to plan out when we say hi. Why? I don't know. We seem very unprofessional. Okay. What do you think? Guys, do you like the unprofessional? Oh, God. Now you've just ruined my entire I'm intro not- that I was going to do, Rose. <laughs> no, because, <laughs> <laughs> because some podcasts, you know, are very professional. And they're like, you know, they have like a whole thing that they do in the beginning. We have our intro. That's professional. Daniel, you know what's not professional? <laughs> do you want to close it? Having window? the window open with sirens. Do you want to close it? Yes, I would like to close it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back to an unprofessional episode of the Savage Podcast. So let's just start this again, all right? We're going to go... <laughs> Are you sure you don't have that in? Well, I'll have it in, but I'm okay. gonna, we're going to re-reset. <laughs> okay, you go, Daniel. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Savage Podcast. Oh, great, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Good job on the professionalism. I'm Rose. And I'm Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Like, I just... It already, it already says I guess, at the beginning. I guess we do have our little like intro in the beginning. Exactly. So I feel That's like we don't true. have to necessarily be like... That's true. On this episode of the Savage Podcast... Well, on we this episode of the Savage Podcast, we will be discussing... Oh, God. We are discussing a lot of we, stuff today, yeah, guys. Yeah, we need to jump right in. It's kind of nice because... Well, it's not nice, but like there's, a, there's so much going on today. <laughs> can I can I also make another observation? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> of what you do. What do I do? <laughs> oh, God. What do I do, Rose? I'm done. <laughs> it's... <laughs> <laughs> is this the end? Yeah, this is the end. Are you breaking up with me? I am, yeah. Okay, what are, oh, get a, what are you going to tell me now? <laughs> Let's hear it. Daniel, you always do this thing where um, you always say this. It's funny. Well, it's not so funny. <laughs> it's it's really nice. Oh, well, it's not so nice. <laughs> <laughs> do I actually do that all the time? Oh, my God. You do it like at least like probably two or three times per I episode. Don't, I don't believe that for okay, two I'm seconds. Okay, gonna, I'm going to make... A compilation. <laughs> yeah, you need, to, you need to do a compilation like, of me. It's being funny. Like, well, it's not. It's not really funny. I mean, I can. I, I can. I can see myself doing that with ironic. Like, I definitely <laughs> done that. It's like it's ironic. Well, actually, maybe it's not ironic. No, no. But... You you do it mostly with the funny. Oh, okay. Okay. So your thing is is it's fu- it's funny. Well, I mean, it's not. It's not so funny. <laughs> God damn. Oh, I'm so observant. <sighs> anyway, you I think are. it's cute. I just mm-hmm. wanted to point it out. Mm-hmm. So that now you're very self-conscious. And now all of our <laughs> listeners are going to listen out for that. And then they're going to pick and it up every They're going to make a compilation. Guys, if anybody wants to make a compilation, <laughs> that would be fantastic. Anyways, um, what's nice but not so nice? No, I mean, it's just like, we. Just, there's just so much to talk about this week. I know. It's like actually crazy. Like there's just... I, I feel like we're not even gonna have time to cover everything we want to cover. We're not. About. I mean, there's definitely some stories that I wanted to talk about, but oh, I think we're gonna we're gonna skip some of those and we're gonna go right into Bill Gates. Oh god. Oh shit. Oh my god, guys. This thing. Okay, so last episode we talked about how we don't know if Bill Gates is an evil bastard. <laughs> well, we didn't say that exactly, <laughs> okay. but um, we were like, I, obviously, I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah, and we also mentioned about how obviously, like him and. Um, Melinda have have filed for divorce um and okay so actually this story has two parts because like recently I saw this and I was like really like 
not the actually mm. I apologize. I was like really frustrated with the whole situation um, about uh, Bill Gates. So basically what had happened, I think it was last week. So he's actually reversed his opinion on this, but I'm going to read. Because of all the pressure? Yes. Oh, shit. But I'm going to just like read you guys um, what had happened. So Bill Gates was on an interview. I think it was for the BBC in the UK. um, And they're asking him about COVID vaccine patents, right? So I guess there's a lot of countries that at the moment don't necessarily have the, the patents, um, or the know-how or the know-how to make some of these vaccines. So they're relying really heavily on, you know, shipments from other countries or whatever else. Whereas if they, you know, if the U S was to lift the patent protection right. and allow these these other countries to make like a generic version of it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like their own kind of version, but with the same recipe. Um, it could really, really help uh, the su- global supply of the vaccine, right? Um, <laughs> Bill Gates got a lot of heat and a lot of backlash because he came onto this show and this lady, I'm going to read you guys what he said. Oh, you're going to you're going to read direct quotes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read the direct quote. He basically was asked if it would be a good idea to lift the patent protection. Exactly. Which basically would allow these countries yeah, to mm-hmm. make these vaccines, which would save a lot of lives. Hugely. See, that's like the biggest thing. So here's it. Here's it. OK, so in an interview with Britain's Sky News this week, so this was last week, guys, uh, the billionaire philanthropist was asked if he thought it would be helpful to lift intellectual prote- property protections on COVID-19 variants. Vaccines, not Sorry, variants. Vaccines. Oh my god, I can't even read today, guys. We just had to. My elevator is broken in my apartment. There, apparently, don't use this excuse. And we Daniel. had to just walk up eight flights of stairs to my that apartment. That should have rushed so. the, the blood to your brain. Oh, god damn, Rose. <laughs> I can't handle you today. Um, anyway, to lift intellectual property protections on COVID nineteen vaccines, and to many people's surprise, his answer was no. He like blatantly like she was like, "Do you think this would be helpful?" He was like, "No." Um, and then he continued. He's like, he's like the thing that's holding things back. In this case, is not intellectual property, Gates said. It's not like there's some idle vaccine factory with regulatory approval that makes magically safe vaccines. You've got to do the trial on these things, and every manufacturing process needs to be looked at in a very careful way, which I don't disagree with what he's saying. Like, obviously, right. you can't just have any vac- any like factory just like pounding out vaccines because obviously these are people's health on the line, right? Sure. But at the same time, it's not preventing you know, the U S or, you know, some of these big pharmaceutical companies to go into those countries and help Uh them get their, you know, uh, production up to, up to par of what they're doing in the States. Like it's not like the States is isolated where they have only one unique thing that you can't get anywhere else in the world. Sure. Um, and he just said, there's only so many vaccine factories in the world and people are very serious about the safety of vaccines. He added moving a vaccine from say a Johnson and Johnson factory um, in the, which is in the U.S., into a factory in India. It's novel. It's only because of our grants and our expertise that that can happen at all. Interesting. So, so like, the reason, like, obviously, the reason he received, like, so much backlash on that yeah. is because people are like, look, and he and he basically was saying, like, um, lifting these patents isn't necessarily going to help supply. Right. Which people are like, okay. Well, I mean, I think what he's saying... It, to play devil's advocate. Yeah. Um, because initially I kind of like skimmed his interview and I wasn't listening mm-hmm. very, I just heard the no and I was like, <gasps> yeah, he's evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reading this um, to play devil's advocate. I don't necessarily think he's saying that it wouldn't uh, increase supply. Yeah. He's not really saying that what he's saying more so mm-hmm. is that your phone. Yeah. Just ignore it. Okay. Anyway, what he's saying more so, I think 
not saying this is correct mm-hmm. necessarily is that um, first of all, he's saying there aren't many vaccine factories in the world, which I think that was very That's quickly de- debunked. Yeah. yeah. But I think the main thing that I, I guess would have a little bit of, you know, merit mm-hmm. would be that he's saying that it's not, um, it has to go through like regulatory approval and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But again, I do think he, he is making excuses. hundred percent. Cause, cause yeah. the way that I look at this, like I get what he's saying. Like I do understand mm-hmm. his argument about saying like, you know, not a, like every, you know, Joe Schmo on the street with a factory can make the sure, vaccine. Sure. But at the same time, there's also across the world, even in developing nations, yeah. some really high standard facilities. Sure. And, and it's also a little, um, bigoted to say like, yeah. Oh, in India, they're just not going to do a good job. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, ex- yeah. There's a chance that in mm-hmm. developing countries, like for sure, certain countries, like they're not going to follow protocol maybe. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. And, but like he's, kind of painting them all with the same brush. Exactly. And I think that's part of the reason why he got so much backlash on this because, you know, obviously there's so many countries out there and they were like, um, part of this, like, um, a one video I was watching as well. They were talking about, um, the number of vaccines that have been distributed so far. Right. And they were saying in like more westernized developed, the rich countries, basically, they were saying that, you know, about one in four people have already received their first dose of the vaccine. Whereas there's some developing nations that haven't even started rolling out vaccines. Right. Which is a very big problem. Exactly. Which again, like this is a global issue because, and I think we've mentioned this on the podcast before, but like, if the virus is unchecked in another area of the world, mm-hmm. it's going to continue to mutate and it's going to yeah. continue to, you know, keep passing on, passing on. And even if we all get vaccinated here in Canada, for example, there's going to be new variants that get um, mutated that could come back into Canada and we'll be back to square one. You yeah. Know? So. So it's not even just the issue, which I mean, it should be enough that it's like a selfish thing to mm-hmm. not allow people to basically, you know, live (laughs) and get the vaccine yeah but it's also an issue of like okay this is kind of stupid because if we don't vaccinate everybody we're in a global yeah situation where you're gonna easily transfer it back yeah i think this is a perfect example and again another thing that we talk about quite a lot in this podcast is a lot of these issues that we're facing are global issues right so it's like um and i use that example remember where i talk about the boat and like what's the boat oh the sinking boat the sinking boat i love right? that analogy I know. Daniel. so like if we're in a sinking boat and let's say me and rose have like a little bucket and we're at the front of the boat just kind of scooping water out of the boat but then there's somebody behind us with like a fire hose filling yeah. the boat up like we're just gonna sink right so and i think that a lot of these issues that we're facing like this is just one of them this global pandemic and you know obviously climate change all of these issues are global and it's like, we're not going to be able to address them isolated in one country. Yeah. So you can vaccinate your whole country all you want. It's not going to defeat the problem as soon as the variant or the the virus mutates and then a new strain comes in. Yeah. So unless we, unless we kind of come up with a global strategy and a global kind of approach to these issues, like it's not going to get resolved. Right. So what I want to know also, I don't know if you did any digging on this, but mm-hmm. like is Bill Gates like... Is there some sort of compensation he's getting from, you know, like what is the, Mm. is there a reason he's saying this other than him being a little bit bigoted? (laughs) Well, I think, I think that there was some, some speculation that he's linked to big pharma. Sure. So either, you know, he's got some friends there. Right. He's like, you know, maybe he's invested in big pharma. Right. Um, Because like right now. Probably. Yeah. That's my assumption. Because the thing is at the end of the day, the biggest thing that kind of leapt out to me, I get what they're saying, but I do think they're kind of like, um, not sugarcoating the issue, but they're like, we're giving a really weak answer yeah, as to why they're It's not they're a not very good um, response. It's it's really not. Yeah. And, and because they can, they can still do things like maybe help with quality control. Exactly. Or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And there are, like, 
you're just assuming that these other countries are just not doing their due diligence. Exactly, which is really bad. Yeah. So that kind of like this this whole obviously this received right. tons of backlash and then what did right? he say so it's funny because because um i was getting like ready for me and rose to record this podcast and i was just like typed this in because i wanted to get this article up about this sure. and then i saw that they had he had there's an update yeah there's an update so this is originally what happened and what made a lot of people like quite Angry. furious yes. which rightly so uh-huh so apparently the gates well it says gates foundation reverses their position on covid vaccine patent protections after mounting pressure so the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation announced Thursday that, oh. it, that it supports the lifting of patent protections on coronavirus vaccine technologies. Gates CEO issued a statement saying the Seattle-based um, philanthropic That's a strange word. It is a very strange yeah. word. Organization has been working for more than a year to make sure vaccines are uh, reach as many people as possible. And this is also why so many people had an issue with his comment. Uh-huh. Because... He's been very vocal about he wants to make this vaccine available sure. for everyone. Right. And if there's like a barrier for other countries, it just doesn't make sense to what he's saying. Right. right. Um, and then where was it? But there was a really interesting piece here at the bottom. Uh, so it wasn't him that made this reversal comment. It was his organization. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's right. I don't know. Uh, do, 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 do. where was the really interesting part here that I wanted to read out here? Oh yeah, here we go. So, <laughs> so routers reported, um, that a pharmaceutical industry source said U S companies would fight to ensure any waiver agreed upon. So any waiver for patent protections, uh-huh. it's going to be a very narrow and limited as uh, window as possible. As companies working on the vaccines, all the companies in the U.S. and everything else have reported sharp revenue and Ugh. profit gains during the pandemic. So obviously, so messed up. I know. So obviously, these companies, which are already making so, so much, much money, money, are like, we're gonna, we, we, we. First of all, they're not supporting the patent. They're like the pharmaceutical industry for sure is oh, not of, behind. Of course, this, right? But. Um, what I was going to say is, they, so obviously they're advocating to say, okay, we'll do this, but for a very short limited time, you know, for a, you know, a small window to help these other countries. And then, and it's like, you guys are already making so much money. What is the fuck is your problem? <laughs> Seriously, we're in a global like, pandemic. Like literally, what the fuck is your problem? I know. Like I sometimes want to shake these people and be like, do you not like, who are these? Like, I know. Who are these people? Well, I was, I, I can't remember if it was the video that I sent you also, but um, some people were saying one of the frustrating things about like vaccine research and everything else is a lot of they were saying uh, yes a lot of it is government funded so they yes. were saying a lot of these like research programs and everything else they get a lot of funding from the government and obviously the government gets funding from taxpayers which is essentially us and then they're saying it's kind of backwards that it gets the funding and then you know one of these pharmaceutical companies will come up with some kind of like they apparently buy some kind of patent for yes. it yeah so yeah that's the argument because what they would argue is that, oh, like if we don't have, if it's not for profit, then there's no research or like people are not going to do the work yeah, in order to make these vaccines because, mm-hmm. you know, there needs to be a profit motive, apparently. Well, there always has to be. It's capitalism. You know? <laughs> apparently. And there's always a profit motive. But then, yeah, the, the counter argument, I think mm-hmm. it's from that video, um, the crystal ball video, I mm-hmm. think, 
where she like talked about this and i've heard a lot of other people say it as well where yeah, yeah they said like the research was actually publicly funded from universities yeah and then these pharmaceutical companies for some reason are allowed to just like buy the research buy the patent okay and then i i don't know what that means but like it, yeah. buy the rights to that yeah and then they're the only ones that can do it which yeah. is like so fucked up see that's crazy because then like <laughs> It's crazy to me. Like I, again, I don't know the I don't know the full intricacies of it and how it all works, obviously. But like, if the government or the if the university with government backing is making these 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 patents and learning about the how these um vaccines, then the pharmaceutical company comes in, obviously pays a, 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 a probably a, probably a substantial a big, amount, yeah, yeah. but a, probably a small portion of the profit that they end up making. Sure. So my 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 question or my my kind of pushback would be like, why isn't it some kind of profit sharing scheme with the government so they can get back a lot of that money that they've invested? <laughs> We're talking about a country that does not give healthcare to its citizens. That's so true. That's I true. don't really know. <laughs> yeah, because th- this to me blows my mind. It blows my mind that you know, again, taxpayers, the bill, and this happens so often, and it really frustrates me how. So many burdens fall on the taxpayers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we, you know, when, when, you know, we had the financial um, markets crash and all these companies needed bailing out, it was Mm -hmm. government money that bailed them out. Yeah. And then, you know, we're the ones that are having to to foot the bill for that, for them, for those companies taking excessive risk and Mm -hmm. being irresponsible. We as taxpayers are paying for that. So it's like, and it's like the similar thing here. It's like, okay, well that just doesn't seem right. Like, yeah. I mean, even just the concept of, having a profit motive for something like something that's life-saving exactly is already i think very messed up i think it's it's very backwards yeah. i think that whole you know because it's same with like you know if, if, if any company comes up with like the surefire cure for cancer or something right right they're gonna patent the shit out of that right and then they're gonna make a massive profit off of it right? aren't there some conspiracies that say that like there have found cure. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what the validity of those conspiracies yeah. are, but like, I mean, I wouldn't put it past it. I, I wouldn't. I, I've heard that argument as right? well. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like that some, you know, there are already cures mm-hmm. for cancer or something. Mm-hmm. And even just these foundations that do the cancer research. Yeah. I've heard also it's like how much of it is actually going to the research. I mean, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? There's a lot of speculation when it comes to cancer. Yeah. Um, well, cause the whole argument there is they say, and again, guys, I don't know the full, <laughs> right. I, we don't know for sure, but like the argument that I've heard, I haven't done enough research to find out if this is true or not, but, um, is that the, like, like breast cancer association, all those places, like sure. they get so much money from the fundraising, you know, it's become this huge right. thing. Globally. It's like a marketing campaign. Yeah. And so like, it's almost in their best interest to not not (laughs) find a cure because then they're going to have because if they get a cure to breast cancer the breast cancer association no longer has to fundraise exactly so and how much money are they making like what's happening i don't know again guys we this is all speculation we don't know for sure so but i mean it is it is a bit weird i Mm -hmm. I always found the whole breast cancer again not to you know shit on anything but Mm -hmm. like the fact that it it's such a big like it seems like such a marketing campaign the whole time. A lot of them are though, right? Like it's a huge, but especially right. the breast, like but the it's breast like cancer one we, is huge. We know breast cancer is a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we already know. <laughs> I don't know much about other cancers, but yeah. I know about breast cancer. That's true. I know, you know, like the fact that already when you say breast cancer, the first picture that pops into my mind is, is that, that pink, pink ribbon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 
should that be the first thing that pops into my mind? And again, like we don't know Mm. how much these organizations are making from the fundraising. And this is another thing too that bothers me. It doesn't bother me about fundraising, but like, you know, some of these organizations, there's that whole, and not all organizations guys, but there's a lot where a lot of the money that gets put into these organizations for donations goes towards running the company, like that, that not for profit. Right. So yeah, I don't know. Cause yeah. there's, they, I think that they were saying there's like an 80, 20 rule with a lot of organizations where 80% of your donation goes towards the administration, marketing, everything yeah. else. And 20% goes to the actual cost. Right. But again, that's, it will be different for different, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. different, uh, organizations. Yeah. But yeah. So that's story number one. So, I mean, just, it just rubs, this story rubs me all the wrong I way. I know. Like it really does. Like, you know. I think, you know, there's some really powerful comments in here as well. It was saying like, you know, the Bill Gates Foundation, you know, committed over 1.75 billion towards COVID-19 response globally, which is amazing, right? Yeah. But then on the flip side, he's doing this kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? See, this is why I'm I'm very torn when Mm -hmm. it comes to Bill Gates. Yeah. Because I'm like... On one hand, I'm like, I do feel like he has good intentions. Yeah. And then he'll go and like do stuff like this. And I'm sure there's some other things. Mm. And sometimes I just wonder, it's like, do people just become so far gone when you become like super rich and Mm. then you just spend so much time with, you know, these CEOs of organizations Mm. and, you know, really rich and powerful people. Yeah. Like, I don't even think that he has bad intentions, but like, have you been so not with the people for yeah. so long yeah. that you're now just out of touch with reality. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm really conflicted with this because again, <laughs> yeah. I think Bill, the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation, for example, has done a lot of great work. Yeah. And so, and I, and, and you know, for the most part, when I hear him talking about the pandemic and you know, he was, that's the thing. He's very convincing to be a has, nice person. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I remember even when this all started, like even before this whole pandemic, his foundation was like pushing to have like an emergency response and like really being advocates of, you know, being prepared because he, he, he was warned like, us exactly he was like this is coming this is gonna happen he's a very intelligent man mm-hmm. and then this kind of stuff happens as well where i'm just like oh bill like mm. oh bill bill my <laughs> what's, buddy what's you know the, what's the um full name for bill is it william yeah i think william why usually. is that i've always it's one of those weird things yeah english is a very weird it's language like, another one is like robert can be yeah. can be bob yeah <laughs> Like what? But I, I, I think I found this out when I was an adult. Mm. Like I didn't know. Yeah. And then I was like, what? It's so weird, guys. I English don't get is it. very weird. Anyways, um, yeah. William, can we not do this? <laughs> William, I know William. Honestly, William Gates. Like I think, I think after this podcast, we'll get mm. Bill, get Bill on the phone. Get Bill. Have on a the chat phone. with him. You know, get our buddy Bill on and just say, Bill, what are you doing? I did go to an island that supposedly um, Bill Gates owns. Really? <laughs> Which island? I ca- it was like somewhere when I was in like Ten- Tanzania and then I was in like, so Tanzania has an island called Zanzibar. He owns it? No, but then there's like small islands, I think mm. near it. I think it was there. There's like small islands mm. near Zanzibar. Yeah. Um. So I was like on one of those islands and somebody said that it was like Bill Gates and I was like, okay then. And like, I just think like another thing like that just kind of irks me and maybe because I'm not a billionaire, but like, <laughs> but like. Is it kind of weird the that, ownership? We have, that we have a planet where people can own islands? But even just owning property, right? Because some people would yeah. even argue that, you know, even just owning land. Yeah, true, is, true, true. You know, why is that all of a sudden your land? Yeah. You know? It's weird. It's, it's weird. very strange. Like, is it because mm-hmm. you're right. It's like, how <laughs> how have we staked claim that this land is ours? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Ugh, anyway. You just kill a bunch of the people living on it, and then all of a sudden it's yours. Yeah. And you're called an explorer. 
<laughs> That's so true. That's what we learned in <coughs> Can- Canadian history class. God damn. <laughs> Whoever gets there first gets to take it. <laughs> Apparently. They're not even there first. No, that's Whoever true. kills all the people on there first gets to take it. That's true. Uh, pillage and oh, kill. God. And, oh, God. Anyway. Anyways, so this uh, was is a, a little bit more um, not so important, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a global pandemic issue. Yeah. It's more of a gossipy sort of situation. It is a gossipy sort of But I thought it was interesting. So Melinda Gates, so we, talk, we talked about the divorce last week. Mm-hmm. And now we might have a reason. Yes. <laughs> But th- this is all speculation, guys. Yeah, I actually read the article. Specula- oh, is it really speculation? I feel is it like a source tells us? I, I kind of feel like it is that way. Okay, like, then I don't really believe it anymore. I know because it was like it's like because they I guess they t- tried to get a hold of Melinda and Bill's like reps and of stuff, course. and they couldn't get a hold of them. Of course. So I just feel like I'm like a source of a source of a source is saying this, right? But th- I guess there was comments. So basically, guys, if you don't know, the story was I guess Melinda Gates <clears throat> has sought uh, the divorce, and the reason being. Okay, wait. So Melinda Gates sought divorce lawyers in 2019 amid report of Epstein dealings, reports Mm -hmm. say. So Melinda Gates' concern over Bill Gates' connection to convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein Mm -hmm. played a role in their divorce after 27 years, according to a pair of new reports. Mm -hmm. Again, very, you know. Yeah. I mean, it might be true that there was, um, that she did file for their divorce in 2019. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's. Yeah probably easy to verify yeah I'm she's saying sure. melinda's concerned with her husband's dealings with the convicted sex offender as you mentioned so the <laughs> the, the daily, daily beast. beast and the wall street journal i uh-huh. mean i mean wall street journal might be a yeah. little bit more of a credible source daily beast i haven't heard of that uh-huh. i've God heard damn. of it i don't know how credible they are though have reported that microsoft co-founders meetings over the years with epstein which were detailed in a 2019 story by the new york times okay became a source of tension between the couple um Blah, 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 blah. Spokesperson for both Bill and Melinda have not responded to requests for comment. Um, Melinda, blah, 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 blah. Gates was asked in 2019 about his dealings with Epstein at a New York Times forum. And he said, I made a mistake in judgment and um, that I thought that that those discussions would liter- would lead literally to billions of dollars going to global health, he said. Turned out that was a bad judgment. That was a mirage. None of that money ever appeared. And I gave him some benefit by the association. So I made a doubly wrong mistake there. Okay, interesting. I mean, here's here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know the full, full details. Yeah. But, like, I do find it, like, kind of eh, when we just blame people just because they were, like, had some, you know, association association yeah. with someone that was a convicted, you know, felon or whatnot. It's like we're saying you're guilty by association. Exactly. Right? Because like you could, you know, you could have somebody in your life that you don't mm-hmm. know, like a friend of a friend or even a friend of yours. Yeah. And it turns out like, obviously this would be horrible, but it turns out they're doing something crazy, but you had no yeah, idea. Exactly. I mean, obviously with Epstein is a little bit different of a story because he yeah, had, he's he been had a lot, a lot of like rich people also yeah. around him doing this stuff. I mean, I don't know the full the story, Epstein story. This, the Epstein story is crazy. Oh God, I don't want to watch it. I know. There's I don't like want to know. It's too dark. But like, it's funny because there's like a lot of um, people, there's an Epstein documentary guys on Netflix. If you want to watch it, definitely do. Um, it's very dark though. Um, and it's just, it shocks me because there's literally people that are linked to Epstein and some of these girls and they have literally pictures of them at these parties, like with some of the girls. And one of the guys was like, he was like, yep, I've never, you know, I've never met this girl before in my life, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, can you explain this picture of you with her? Oh no. Oh no. I, I don't know when that was taken. I don't know. Who are these girls? 
just like um like, like really young girls yeah like, like young, underage i think some of them were yeah there's Jesus a whole there's a whole Christ. scandal guys i won't get into it because it is pretty uh, it's like really messed up it's super messed up because it's like yeah. again it's like, epstein really utilized his like power and wealth and mm. manipulated a lot of a lot of people a lot yeah. of girls so um anyways i mean sad. this story I don't know. I, it seems a little, eh, I don't yeah. know. I, th- know. I feel like it's like, yeah. it sounds like Bill had met. And again, guys, we don't know for sure. We're not, we yeah. weren't there, but it sounds like maybe he went, he was meeting up with Epstein because Epstein was like very wealthy and knew a lot yeah, of, a lot of yeah. But now everyone that meets up with him all of a sudden is guilty. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. So it sounds like he's like met up with him because he was mm. hoping to, to, you know, get some donations to maybe his foundation right. or something like this. And then this has been taken, you know, a different, right. a different turn again. We don't know for sure, yeah. but it is. Yeah. I do feel like that whole guilty by association, like it doesn't, doesn't necessarily hold true. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. There can be truth to it, of course, but just yeah. because you're hanging out or you're friends with this certain person doesn't necessarily mean you're participating in the behavior that exactly. they're doing. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Oh my God. What about my story? I know this is, we need to get into your story. Okay. Like this We're- is big. I told, I almost forgot because I was like seeing all these other headlines. I'm like, God damn. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, well, I already talked about this in my YouTube video. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you watched it. I assume you did not. I watched part of it. Of course you did. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the first like 30 seconds. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> which video, my video or their no, video? No, no, no. I watched their whole video. Okay. Yeah. So if you guys have not heard, so obviously this is going to be kind of old news by mm-hmm. the time this comes out to the public. By the way, uh, sign up for a Patreon so you can get the episodes in a timely manner. Yeah. <laughs> um, just a little plug there. Yeah. Anyways, so this story blew up all over YouTube and I hate it for so many reasons. Oh, it's, it's... Not just one reason, but mm. like multiple, like I just hate everybody. I think that's the theme. <laughs> <laughs> like, You're going to get that on a t-shirt, Rose. Yeah, I hate everybody Yeah, because I hate the people that did this. I also hate the reaction from everybody <clears throat> because it's so, I don't want to say sensationalized or no. and hypocritical. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I'll tell the story. So basically... A YouTube couple mm-hmm. named Nikki Philippi and Dan Philippi. Mm-hmm. I think I'm saying their name right. Philippi. Um, Philippi or Philippi. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I think it's Philippi. Okay. Because I think I heard them saying it and I was like, mm. that's weird. But anyway. But you do also have weird pronunciation of people's <laughs> names, Rose. So Excuse me. Like, Danielle. What were, we, what were you saying about, about <laughs> Demi? Demi. Demi is not a weird pronunciation. I just, anyway. Um. So Nikki and Dan. Married yeah. couple. They've been married for over 10 years, I believe. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> they recently had a toddler. And before the toddler, mm-hmm. they already had two dogs, I believe. Yeah. So one dog was a very small little miniature dog. Mm-hmm. One dog was named Bowser. Yeah. And he was a, oh, I can't remember the breed. Like a, sh- um, uh, but, uh, somebody told bull, me. Not a bull, bull terrier. Bull terrier. Something maybe? like that. Yeah. Anyways. So he, you know, he's, I mean, he's not too big of a dog, but like, mm-hmm. you know. Anyways, he was about 10 or 11 years old, yeah. this other dog, uh, Bowser. Mm-hmm. And recently, they made first an Instagram post, and then they made a YouTube video yeah. where basically they explained that they had to put down Bowser, mm-hmm. basically give him euthanasia. Yeah. Um, and the reason the reason why this became such a big story is because most people, when they put down a dog, or at least... What we know of, right? Yeah. Most people, when they put down a dog, it's because they were at the end of the rope. Like they were sick. Yeah. The dog had a terminal illness. Yeah. It was just, there was no hope, mm-hmm. right? So in order to put them out of their misery. Yeah. So it's like kind of a nice, a, a kind yes, thing to do. Yes. It's a kind thing to do yeah. to the dog when they're at the very end. There's mm. no other, you know, chance for them to live or yeah. whatnot. But what they did was they put down Bowser because um, 
Bowser was apparently aggressive. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, a lot of people are speculating that he wasn't even as aggressive as they say he was. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I kind of agree based on what they've said. Okay. Yeah. So we can only go by what they've said. Exactly. Because we don't yes. know. We're not there with that dog. right? Exactly. Yeah. So the problem is they basically went on this whole story in the YouTube video about how he was always aggressive mm-hmm. ever since he was a puppy. He had some issues with aggression, they said. Yeah. Because didn't they say yeah. he was like when he was a puppy, he got attacked by another dog. Exactly. So that's what stemmed from him having like trauma or something. So yes. then he goes very like aggressive towards like other dogs and stuff. Yeah. So basically he they mentioned in the video that Bowser became an indoor dog, mm-hmm. which already I was like, ooh, red flag, because yeah. you can't just claim a dog is an indoor dog you know what i'm saying like you can't just be like let me just keep you inside yeah and then call you an indoor dog and then all of a sudden you're just gonna be happy dog indoors exactly that doesn't it doesn't work that way you're Mm -hmm. basically putting a dog in prison um and yeah they had a yard to run around but again that's not enough Mm -hmm. imagine if you just had a house and a yard yeah people are fucking going crazy over fucking covid i know this is so true you fucking people are going crazy over covid and dogs need to run more than humans do yeah so to me that was like okay you can't Anyway, so he had these aggression issues and instead of, again, we don't know if they got a trainer, mm-hmm. but I think that's something very important to say in a video where you're explaining why you put down your exactly. dog. That's one thing that really they jumped didn't out say to it, me. Right? Exactly. That's yeah. one thing that really jumped out to me because, you know, I, I, I don't know like about you guys, but like in the past, I've seen so many like shows about dogs yes where they're like i can't even remember there was like a, a hit tv show or something it was like this caesar uh is it caesar milan i think so yeah, yeah. where he the would dog like come whisperer. in yes the dog whisperer yes where he would come in with these like super super problematic dogs dogs and he would come in there and he would help them with yeah whatever and the thing with a, with a lot of dogs is and again i'm not a dog owner so again i'm just speaking from what i've seen and experienced is like a lot of the behavior that dogs have is trained. So it's all about training yeah. those dogs to behave in a certain way. Um, and I think, and, and this Caesar Milan used to come in and again, it was a TV show, so I don't know, sure. you know, but he would come in and really work on that dog. And you know, dogs that have trauma and have lots of stuff go on with them, they need a lot of help. Yeah. Right. They need, just as a, just as a person would need to go see a therapist and do all kinds of stuff to become like a, like, you know, comfortable and everything else. It's the same with a dog. Right. And I think <clears throat> like that was one big red flag for me as well. When I was like, yeah. when the whole time they talked about it, I was they just were, waiting. I was waiting. Yeah. I was like, I was, cause they were like, and another thing that really jumped out to me as well is they'd had the dog for 10 years. That's the thing. Like, this is what also shocked me. I was like, you've had this dog for 10 years and now you're saying the dog's too aggressive. Like yes. you're going to put it down. I'm like, but you've had it for 10 years. Like, what? He hasn't had any, here's the thing. He hasn't had any actual issues, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not like maybe because he just, they just kept him inside. I don't know. Yeah. But like, well, they did say I mean, that they did say he had some issues, Yeah. but we don't know the details. Exactly. They did say, they did mention as well in the video. Um, they said that he like bit their toddler or something. Okay. Yeah. So we'll get to the, so the toddler part is where this is why it became an issue. Yeah. They didn't say he bit, did he say he, he bit the toddler? I think so. Yeah. I think they said he like, or I don't know if it was, him. I don't know if it was a bite or there was some kind of altercation yeah. where, you know, the toddler got like a scar or something. Yeah. The problem is, so that's the reason ultimately why they put the dog down because yeah. they recently had a baby. Yeah. And, um, you know, well, first of all, I, I mean, if I were planning on having a baby and I had an aggressive dog, uh, I would probably want to train that dog mm-hmm. before having a baby. Yeah. Okay. That's like another huge thing where I'm like, this is insane. Like, yeah. Even just for the safety of my baby, mm-hmm. even if I didn't give a shit about the dog, which I mean, insane, 
Yeah, it's funny though, Rose, because yeah. <clears throat> another thing that jumped out to me, there's a lot of things that apparently, <laughs> yes. this, a lot of things oh God, jumped the, out to the me. The video, what did you think of the whole energy of the video? Oh, it was weird. Did it, uh, did it seem like she was acting, kind especially of, yeah, the, the woman? I don't know. He seemed quite emotional. Yeah. But like, I feel like she was just kind of like. She had a fuck. everyone had a pr- problem because she had a fucking coffee in her hand. Yeah. And was sipping. I'm like, your dog, like, I don't know when they put the, the dog down. Yeah. But like, I would be a fucking mess and a half yeah like there i wouldn't even get the words out and well, she, he, he had to leave like he couldn't yeah do but it. she was just like and it was almost like she had moments where she like kind of like had to be emotional like yeah. she kind of forced the emotion yeah anyways sorry um but like part of the issue that i had as well because I, I i get like they're saying oh you know we have this you know uh, aggressive dog and we're having a, a child and you know we're really concerned but then they also, they kind of bit themselves in the foot many times because one of the things they mentioned during this video as well, which which I was like, okay, because they said when their toddler was, when their baby was really young, Bowser was really patient and Bowser like yeah. didn't attack the child, was like leaving it alone. like And they said that he, Bowser knew that he had to get into his own space, right? So he'd have his own little space that he'd go over there. And they just let the child yes, get is, into the space. Exactly. So this is the problem that I had is they said, oh, and they even mentioned it. They're like, oh, um, I don't know what their son's name was or whatever, but, yeah. but they said that he would like go up to Bowser into his space, start like pulling on his ears and doing all this stuff. And they said, actually he, he was doing it so much to Bowser that one of his ears like bruised or something. Yeah. And they said it was injured to the point where it took an, a month to heal. Exactly. So that's not like, that's not one time. You know what I mean? Like the toddler is like, and what would happen, they said is he would get into Bowser's space, pull on his ear and everything else. Bowser would like walk away and go somewhere else. And then that's not an aggressive dog. And then the toddler would follow him and do it. So it was almost like it was eventually like building up to be like, you know, right. If, and think about it, it's like anyone, like even me, you know, like for example, you know, if Rose is bugging me one day, I can take only <laughs> so day. much before I snap, you know? So, um, <laughs> but like, you d- okay, no, but the, the, that's the crazy thing, right? Yeah. They kept going back and forth yeah. and they were kind of, and I know that, you know, maybe it was an emotional video, right? Like, yeah. So they were not making sense though, because in one breath they'd be like, Bowser was the best dog. You know, this type of dog is my favorite dog. Like the, the, um, dad said that. Yeah. And then, and then they'll be like, well, he was also very aggressive and had issues, but also like he was very patient with our baby, Yeah. but also like he he had, he also attacked. And it's like, okay, well, here's the thing. The, the baby is still a baby. Like this Mm -hmm. is still a toddler. Mm -hmm. The toddler does not know what he's doing. Right. Mm -hmm. He's a toddler. Um, don't you have to watch the toddler? Like mm-hmm. I, I, I don't have a child, so I maybe I don't know, but like, yeah, it's still a toddler. It's not like he's like five. I mean, even when he's five, you should probably watch him. No? Yeah, but if they're at least if they're five, you can reason with them and say, okay, you know, you have to be nice to the yes. dog. You have to, you know, exactly give him his space. But like when but they're like, when they're really you be young, in they don't the know. Room? You would think so. <laughs> like, I but was, I mean, it sounds like they were in the room because they were like they would see it happen. Yeah. They were like, oh, he would get into his space and pull his ear, and then Bowser would go move somewhere else. It's crazy. And then the toddler would follow him, and it's like at that point you interject and get the kid playing exactly. with something else because, like, you know, obviously you don't want because if if they were worried and they're saying that this dog is aggressive the last thing that they want is their toddler to be teasing the dog exactly if it's an aggressive dog you would be you would be hyper like you are aware. waiting for something it, this is what i'm saying exactly. it doesn't make sense exactly anyways so another thing that fucking pissed me off this whole fucking thing pissed oh, me off God damn. okay so then they put the um they put the dog down okay mm-hmm. they made this fucking video okay no another thing that I didn't mention. Okay, by the way, guys, I did do a YouTube video as well, yeah. like complaining about this whole thing. But I will, like, we're gonna do a deep dive. Oh, God damn. Okay, we dive in deep. <laughs> we dive in deep. Okay. Um, 
and I'm maybe I make more sense in the YouTube video than now because now I'm heated again. Of course, I can see. <sighs> Anyways, so another thing that they said was so ultimately this mm-hmm. is the main thing that happened. Yeah, is I guess the the baby was taking the dog's food. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, okay, yeah. rule number one. With anyone, do not fucking take anybody's food, especially a dog. I know. Well, let me tell you, if someone tries to take my food, I'll probably bite their hand as well. (laughs) God damn. Don't be trying to fucking take my food. No. Imagine if you're eating and then somebody fucking takes your food. Oh, God, I'd be so pissed. (laughs) You wouldn't want to flip the table. (laughs) Okay. God damn. So an aggressive dog. Yeah. That they've been. And then. Oh, my God. And another thing. Mm -hmm. Did you. Have you seen the movie Old Yeller? No, I haven't seen it. But did you remember what that guy said about Old Yeller? Yeah, I was like, they, what? I know, because uh, Old Yeller, they like shot, didn't they? They had to shoot him. Yeah, so basically the guy, his name is Dan, right? Yeah. So Dan was saying how something... like He was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, he was like, oh, I was going to take him out in the backyard and do like an Old he's Yeller. Like, I've always... Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I grew up with the movie Old Yeller. Mm. So I've always imagined myself taking him out to the back and just, you know, shooting him right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ooh, what? <laughs> this is your dog. This is your fucking dog. I know. This is your fucking like son, your family member. Like this yeah. is like not just what? That is not normal. Mm-hmm. Who says that? I know. This is your fucking family. <laughs> You've had this dog for 10 years. This is what got me as well though. Is like Who says that? Yeah. Oh. Okay, continue. Sorry. <laughs> but like this this is why there's just so many flaws with their argument. And like again, okay, you've had the dog for 10 years. That's a fucking long time. Dogs only live like oh, that part that I think right. most dogs live like 15 to 18 years or something oh, like that. You're being very generous there. Yeah. Like, like 15 is probably is, is a already a very old dog. Exactly. Yeah. So you have like what five more years left with the dog. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, to live but, that, but they're afraid that the child an, another child well, might take their food. You exactly. Know? But then and then they and then they they do talk about emphasize. Oh, you know this is a really aggressive dog. They have this dog has behavior problems. But yet again, letting your toddler pull his ears, letting your toddler get in front of the dog and take its food. Like if you knew that your dog was an aggressive dog, you as a parent would be hyper aware. That's what I'm saying. You would be hyper aware because you'd be like, I don't want anything to happen with the, my child and this dog. And it sounded like they said Bowser was amazing when the when the kid was a baby. Yeah. Bowser was really good at like keeping the space. And it was the toddler that kept invading the dog space. Which which leads me to believe that they didn't actually have they didn't actually think he was that aggressive. Yeah. The, but they had one incident yeah. where the toddler kept, you know, whatever, bugging him and bugging him. And eventually he snapped. And then yeah, he snapped. And I, and it doesn't seem like, again, of course, it's a scary situation. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't seem like it was like a huge, like they made it seem like they were like, oh yeah, it wasn't like a huge thing. Yeah. But like something happened, right? Where yeah. he snapped a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't think he, again, he didn't do like too much harm. Yeah. Because <laughs> another thing that people are saying is that at the end when like right before they killed this dog, mm-hmm. they did this like weird photo shoot where they were like hugging the dog. Yeah. And then the child was right next to the dog. Yeah. And I'm like, you're killing him because he's too aggressive. Yeah. Yet he's smiling. He's next to the baby. Mm. No problem. And I'm just like... It's, it's very it's very strange. It, it's it, very strange. It, it seems like... And I don't want to like jump on like judging people and whatever else. But yes. just from that video, it just seems like what yeah. has happened is they've realized with a toddler and the dogs and everything else, it's, it's a much. lot of work and it's yes. too much for them. And he might have slight behavioral problems because of what happened, yeah. which they have, it sounds like they've never addressed with training as well. Yes. Plus they've made it worse by keeping him inside all the time. 
and like not like yeah okay he goes on the backyard but like they were saying oh he's so aggressive and stuff but like can they not still take him on a walk on a leash like apparently not like i just don't yeah because some people were saying like the fact that they said it's an indoor dog yeah i guess that means that they don't walk him yeah and some people did say that they stopped walking him which yeah. is insane exactly it's so, absolutely so, insane. so you're, you're you're putting an animal that needs to have a lot of exercise yeah. to, to kind of de-stress itself yeah you're leaving it in a house or in a in a small backyard. Leaving him. Him. Sorry. <laughs> leaving him in a in like a backyard and not being able to get like exercise and everything else. And it's like, of course they're they're gonna hit a breaking. I'm point. surprised. I'm surprised he didn't snap earlier. I know. Like genuinely. Yeah. Like imagine it, Nari, my yeah. dog. Imagine her being inside oh all day. Oh, like I don't think she'd be violent. No. But she would go insane. Yeah. Actually, who knows? Maybe she will be violent. Who knows? Yeah. Because you you just don't know what she would be like because yeah. <laughs> she's she's insane she's already, already. A, she's already crazy <laughs> she's so, crazy yeah and anyways mm-hmm. this story just pissed me and another thing oh my god i have so many points with this fucking story mm-hmm. so the one thing that really did piss me off aside from this family yeah the reaction oh, okay yeah, here's yeah. the thing i get it and i i get it like you can see that i'm very emotional about mm-hmm. this and i'm very passionate about this and dogs are you know people love dogs mm-hmm. but the like, I just want people to note, and I mentioned, this is like one of my main points in my YouTube video, but I just want people to note the hypocrisy of, you know, the reaction of this yeah. versus when vegans talk about like animal rights issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because we're always told to be really nice and kind and don't be judgmental. And everyone's like, murderers, yes! you killed your dog. Literally every comment, yeah. every second comment, I was going mm. through their fucking comments. They've turned comments off by the way now. Of course they did, yeah. which is why I screenshot a bunch of them. Did you? Because yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, I was like going through their comments. And, and you're I like, could- for sure, they're going to turn these off. Oh, I mean, I didn't really, th- I was, I didn't think that far, but I was yeah. mainly thinking like, okay, literally every comment is like, you're a murderer, mm-hmm. you're a fucking horrible person, yeah. you're fucking, you know, and how I'm could just, you do this? Yeah, blah, blah 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 blah. You killed your dog because he bit your son. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the words you needed to say were, you, we murdered our dog because we're heartless pieces of shit. Oh god, bro, you fucking killed your dog. Um, and then he didn't die. You murdered him. Anyways. Stuff like this, which again, I, I understand the sentiment, yeah. but like, I don't use those words. Why? Because I'm vegan and I'm yeah. not allowed to. Okay. <laughs> but like, think about how many, here's the thing, like that energy that mm-hmm. we have against like this one dog, mm-hmm. which is heartbreaking. Yeah. But think about how many animals die every single fucking day. Yeah. And every second of every day in the animal agriculture industry and nobody cares. And everybody calls vegans judgmental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Rose, it's because they're for food. Those animals, you know, fuck, <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill somebody. If anybody else fucking says this bullshit, here's the thing. I get it. <laughs> I, knew I you purposely were, did oh, that. <laughs> oh, you I, trigger me. Oh, we need Ooh. a train. need a trigger warning. Don't I even get me started about fucking <laughs> trigger warnings. Okay. I, I need a trigger warning for that trigger warning. Oh God. For that trigger warning. Oh, oh God. So anyways, yeah, it, it, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And like, and my point isn't even like, um, you know, you're a hypocrite because you're not vegan. Yeah. My point is mostly because society, the mm-hmm. whole society is hypocrite mm-hmm. because they allow, like when people write, oh, murderer, nobody is telling them, oh, that's, that's really, you know, extreme. it's too much. Yeah. You're extreme. You're a preachy. Murder you're can be- only be associated to humans. Exactly. They're not going to say that. Yeah. But when a vegan says it, yeah. oh my God, you're a fucking horrible person because you're being preachy mm-hmm. and you're trying to make somebody change their lifestyle. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I agree. It's it's like, it's like, 
there's just so much hypocrisy mm -hmm. with everything. It's like, for example, if like a family was walking down the street with their kids mm -hmm. and I just happened to have, well, not myself, but maybe somebody else had a cow in their front yard and they yep. just decided to slaughter it yep. in their front yard because they're making, you know, steak or whatever. Yeah. Slaughter the cow. The, of course, the mom would probably be like, oh my God, kids, don't look. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get home for our hamburgers. Uh -huh. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. it's like it's, oh my God, how could you? I know. I can't believe that we need to call someone. This guy's literally yep. killing a cow in his front yard. Legit. Whereas it's like, it's like so, it's so stupid. It, it is so frustrating with these it's things. It's frustrating. Like, Again, uh, I get it. It's slightly different. Mm -hmm. I understand every circumstance is different, yeah. but is it, yeah, it's different in that it's much worse in the animal agriculture industry yeah. and they actually suffer and fucking, you know, live horrible lives until they fucking die. Yeah. Cause, cause isn't the whole argument too, like a lot of people when, when, when you talk about being vegan, one of the things they say, they said, well, you know, if the animal lived a good life yes, that's and, another was, point. and was humanely killed, well, in this instance, it was you the say, most humane. Exactly. In the, in this circumstance, yes. you know, by that logic, by the logic of, oh, as long as, as long as the animal lived a happy life, mm -hmm. you know, as long as they were humanely slaughtered, whatever the fuck that means, mm -hmm. then it's fine. By that logic, yeah. this is fine. By that logic, there is no issue with this. Yeah. But. You know, you people only use the argument when it's in when it's in their favor. Exactly. And when they want to, you know, be preachy against somebody that's not doing what they're doing, mm -hmm. then they can use all the fucking words that vegans are never allowed to use. Yeah. Murderer, fucking, you know, heartless pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, fuck, you know. And then okay, another thing I wanted to say, which I didn't say in my video. Yeah. Actually, maybe I did. Yeah. But like one thing I will say, um, and it's not in defense of this couple, because I do think there was so much negligence and so many issues. Yeah. And I do think, you know, there's no defense. It does sound like this is again, like yeah. just from what I've heard from that video of theirs. Yeah. And this is just from what they've put out in the public eye. That's guys, what I'm saying is it does sound like negligence. Like mm -hmm. it sounds like negligence. I think because a lot of people, God damn, <laughs> a lot of people get, dogs and don't realize how much work they are yeah you know what i mean especially if they have behavioral problems mm -hmm. right and that's what's happened with this couple but it's like they've had the dog for 10 years that's another thing where i'm know. just like you've had the dog for 10 years i know how can you even i uh, can't even i can't even wrap my head around it i don't get it but my 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 <coughs> other you okay there daniel god damn what's your other point rose my other point is that i do think that um because they said in the video, they said they talked to a lot of professionals. Mm -hmm. And I mean, again, we don't, a lot of people are speculating that that's not true. Yeah. But I do think that this sort of method of dealing with aggressive dogs mm -hmm. happens a lot more often than, than we, we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even just based on some of the comments that people left in my video, because I asked people for their expertise. Mm. And a lot of people that work maybe in the vet industry or, you know, animal shelters, mm. they say that it just happens a lot. So like as soon as a dog or any animal shows any small sign of aggression, mm -hmm. it's like the immediate default. I mean, maybe them. not always the immediate default, but like the euthanization happens a lot mm -hmm. because again, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of reasons behind it as well, but it's mainly because we just don't value animal lives as much. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the reasons is that there's not enough resources to take care of these animals. Yeah. And train the behavior out of them. <clears throat> exactly. Right. Like, so when you ask <clears throat> like a shelter, they're mm -hmm. not necessarily going to tell you, Oh, you should train this dog because they're probably wired to think, Oh, Oh, aggressive dog. There's not enough resources to take care of this dog. There's too much to, liability. Yeah. He has to be put down. That's true. So I do think that they were possibly mm -hmm. been given, they were given this advice. Yeah. I, I do believe that. that. Especially cause they did mention about rehoming as well. Cause they were like, Oh, right. we, we looked at rehoming, but I guess, they were saying that if they rehome their dog, like their dog that's aggressive, 
um, gets rehomed and th- an attack happens, right? They're actually liable because it was. Their Is that dog- actually true? I that I wanted. I mean, can't they just like sign some kind of paper that like says no? Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure you could do that. Yeah, probably. Um, I'm sure there's ways to like to, yeah. to waive your uh-huh. you know, responsibility. Yeah. Like if you had like an agreement with somebody, like if I was to give you my dog and I was like, Rose, this is a very aggressive dog. Yeah. By taking this dog, you take responsibility and yeah. you sign on the dotted line. I feel like that's possible. I feel like you could definitely do that. And I feel like that would hold up in court. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Why and would that and my- also the fact that the guy said, this is another riff. Like the guy mm-hmm. said, like nobody knows how to take care of Bowser more than me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, no. Then why are you killing him? Exactly. If no one can Clearly take care you- of him except for you. That means that he can't take care of him either. So therefore he, he must die. Like no one else can take care of him. Yeah. Because he's the dog That's whisperer. Messed. He's fucking <laughs> Caesar, whatever his name is. Yeah. You kept your dog inside for fucking 10 years. Yeah. Like, are you kidding? So, <sighs> so it's, it's a, it's mm. a tough one because I do yeah. think that it is, this is why I hate everybody. Okay. <laughs> I hate the couple for doing this. Yeah. I hate the fucking industry for, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the kind of like system that allows this to happen so easily Yeah. because the fact that they even, like, this was allowed when mm. there was no actual, you know, there wasn't much evidence to really suggest that he was very, very aggressive. Yeah. I mean, maybe there was. Who knows, right? Anyways, the system that allows dogs to just be euthanized so easily. Yeah. And then the the backlash and the people that are not going to understand the hypocrisy of what they're Same. being angry about. Yeah. So Ugh. I just hate... This is why I hate everybody. I hate everyone. Well, you know what's also kind of scary? I was like hearing about... And again, this is all hearsay, guys. Uh-huh. But like... Um, I know for a fact, because I know a bunch of my friends have recently gotten dogs. Sure. And there's been like a massive shortage of Ugh. dogs because everybody, they call it like the COVID dog boom, basically. It's so fucked up. Everybody's getting dogs right now because everyone's home, right? Everyone's home from yeah. work, like working from home. And you have, we do have like naturally, like I have not had more time to myself in this last year and like my entire life, mm-hmm. like literally because we're not able to travel and do things and whatever else. So yeah. naturally you're like, I have all this extra time. I'm going to get a dog. Um, but there's actually like big fear that like once things open up and people can start going out for drinks with friends and like going on holidays, yeah, people are going to realize actually what a, I don't want to say burden because it's not, it's like, you know, a member. What a your, responsibility. Exactly. What a responsibility is to have a dog. Like that's part of the reason why I'm not getting a dog now or any time yeah. in the near future because I know with my lifestyle. Yeah. I don't have time to take care of a dog mm-hmm, properly, mm-hmm. right? So, and, that and that's the responsible thing to do. Don't get a dog if you can't take care of the dog. Exactly. And they're, they're just fearing that, you know, the shelters are going to get overflowed and right. stuff. Once people start going back to work and are like, oh, fuck, I can't take care of this dog anymore. I know. It's ridiculous. So it's going to be really sad if it that It happens happen. so often. Yeah. And it's like, it's, God, it's just so messed up. I just can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't even imagine just being like, okay, not my dog anymore. Yeah. Like, I know there must be emotions behind it, but like, this is your fucking responsibility. When you bring a dog into your family, that is your family. Mm-hmm. That is not just some toy that you can just fucking discard whenever it's inconvenient. I know. This is the thing. And that's that's another part of the reason. Like, I feel like this couple, they tried to make a justification, but like in all of their arguments, they just basically made it was themselves too inconvenient. Yeah, it made themselves look bad. Again, yeah. it, lo- it looks like, yeah, it was inconvenient. It wasn't like, because it's like, you literally had this dog for 10 years. Right. Like that uh, is God, a long time. That's what, that's what gets me. It's like, it's not like they just got the dog. They've had it for like right. five months. It still would be horrible to, to yeah, euthanize yeah, yeah. it. But like, you kind of understand a bit more. You're like, Oh, you just got a dog and it's super aggressive right. and you don't know what to do. You had this dog for 10 years. You have been dealing with this dog for 10 years and, and, and trying to, but they just got a toddler. I know. Well, and they're like, well, we don't know if we have another baby, how the dog's going to react. I'm like, well, if you let your children <laughs> abuse the dog, yeah. 
It will bite them. Yeah. Like I think, and I think this is common sense. Even a non-aggressive dog, if you have your kid yeah. on top of that dog, taking food away yeah. from it, like that dog would have to have the fucking patience of an yeah. angel. <laughs> To not attack. Like, and again, we don't know what kind of attack. I mean, it doesn't seem like the toddler was super hurt. Yeah. So again, they didn't. I don't think that they said it was like mm. a severe attack. Well, they're more so like being like, we don't want anything more severe to happen. To happen in the future. And it didn't seem like they were that scared. Like you said, they had a photo shoot with the yes. dog. And the toddler was there just like with the dog, like chilling. And it's like, oh, well, God. if you were really that scared yeah. of your child's like life and well mm-hmm. well-being, the child wouldn't be in the this yeah. photo shoot It's with more you. so just an inconvenient 100%. Thing. Because... Like, think about it. Think about it if we were, because we're not parents, right? But, like, if we were parents and we were legitimately scared of our children or of scared for our children yeah. for various things, we would not put our children in those situations. Yeah. So the first red flag, you say that the, the dog's aggressive. It's been aggressive for a long time. Yeah. Yet you let the child fool around with this dog, harass the dog, take the dog's food. And then the other red flag is even after this dog has at- allegedly, well, attacked the child or whatever else... You then do a photo shoot. You're saying the dog's too aggressive. We have to put it down. It's too aggressive. It's going to kill or like not kill, yeah. but like attack our children. But let's have a photo shoot with all of us. I know. It just leaves a really bad taste in your mouth. Everyone's you know? pissed. Like, and people are, now people are, of course, see, another thing that kind of bugs me. I mean, mm. I know we're kind of doing the same thing because we're talking about it, mm. but like also it's like, it's now people are starting to like dig into their archives and mm. you know, this is what happens when you start, you know, you you have a controversial issue. Yeah. People start digging into your old videos and pulling out clips. Now yeah, all the drama channels are like, this is like fucking, you know, this is the bread and butter of drama channels. Oh, yeah, of you know course. what I'm saying? Bread Anyways. and butter of our channel. No, I'm just <laughs> Bread and butter of the podcast. Oh God. No, I but- mean, we're talking about a serious issue that I yeah. like this is a animal, you know, rights issue. issue. Yeah. Um, which I think we of all people have a lot to say about this. Yeah. Because we actually don't fucking eat animals. Oh god. And damn. sit around and fucking talk about how but i also i also like i i also think with our channel like yeah we 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 do talk about a lot of like gossipy things but we kind of like put our like take on it you know what i mean like we talk about it in Mm -hmm. like our opinions as vegans as like how we look at these situations and try to like put some logic into it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like that's at least how i feel because i'm like i'm like we're not like hyping up the drama here and like trying to like you know dig into their (laughs) lives we're just saying from what the content that they put out on that video yeah it's really bad. It's bad. It's and bad. Now, so one of the things that people are digging up mm-hmm. because um because I'm a hypocrite and I still watch these drama channels. Of course you do. No, <laughs> I do too, guys. I do too. Um one of the things cuz I guess they were trying to adopt before. So initially they were going to adopt a baby instead yeah. of having their own. Yeah. And uh, one of the videos they made was that they wanted to adopt from Thailand or one of those countries. Mhm. And I think it was Thailand and they were initially planning on adopting from Thailand. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, Oh, we're no longer adopting from Thailand anymore. And the reason they gave was basically like, Oh, you know, that Thailand has this law that says that when you adopt a child for a ne- for a year, you can't like in that first year, you can't like show your child on like social media and like make it f- seems fair. Right. And then they were like, well, you know, what if we accidentally like put him in a vlog? I'm like, don't have your phone like what like what do you mean you act anyway mm-hmm. so people are now like you know saying that again if you really wanted a child mm. and like i mean i get i get that there's probably lots of other countries that you could potentially adopt from mm-hmm. but like it just seems like such a not a good excuse 
you know what I mean? Well, they're a family channel, aren't they? That's what I'm saying. They're making money from having fucking kids. cancer, dude. I know these guys that we <laughs> we have talked about these channels before. Yeah. There's, I just think there's something inherently wrong and maybe I'm like too conservative or maybe I'm like looking at this the wrong way. I don't know if somebody can enlighten me and give me a good reason, <laughs> a very good reason guys, because for me, I just feel like, especially with young kids, if you're having these family vlog channels and stuff, like essentially you're exploiting your children for profit. Yes. And I just feel like there's so much inherently wrong with that. And these family channels that like, you know, play off this like, oh, we're this happy, loving family and blah, 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 blah. And here's all of our kids. And here's our kid at one, one year old crawl. And like, and it's like the kid literally has no choice or no say in it. Yeah. Like they're going to get older and like get to our age, for example, and be like, oh my God, there's so much stuff on me on the internet. Yeah. Like when I was a baby and when I was like yeah. young and I didn't want that. Yeah. You know, but thanks they, mom and they're dad. They're probably thinking, <laughs> they're probably thinking like, Oh, we're just, you know, sharing cute videos yeah. of my child. With millions of people. Right. Because I think, again, there's like, a, I, I feel like there's like certain things. Because you have to look at it like, for example, if I was to have a child. Yeah. I might post a picture on my Facebook. Of with, course. Which, which only is my friends and family. Right. You know what I mean? So that's a little bit different than me being like, hey, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. Sure. To, to make money as well. That's, mm-hmm. another, that's another key differentiator. Is yeah. Like they're making money off these kids. Mm-hmm. And exploiting them, basically. Yeah. Like it is, and it's it, also a little bit more messed up, especially if you're adopting a child, because you're yeah. like, are you adopting, like, why are you adopting a child? Exactly. And if you're not going to adopt a child because a country wouldn't let you post pictures of this child in the it's, first year. Yeah. I mean, would it kill you to not? Well, it, it, they won't make money. That's the, <laughs> they won't make any money because that's how they make their money. That's what I'm saying. It's there's so much wrong, guys. I, there's but so much. Like, what's going on in your head? I know. Like I just I have such a problem with these family yeah. channels. Like you know, wouldn't you want to protect your child? Like exactly. this is like I would be scared to put my yeah. child on the internet. And some people argue as well. They're like, oh well, what about like child actors and stuff? And I'm like, that's a little bit different. It's very different because they're in like a project, right? They're on a film that that's not filming their actual live. They're acting on like mm-hmm. a TV thing or whatever it may be. I mean, even it, child actors, it's a little bit of a gray area. It is. It's still a gray area. But like vlogging your daily <laughs> yeah. life in your personal home and on your like whatever yeah. you're doing, like as adults, like because Rose does vlogs and stuff, but yeah. she's like an adult and like she consents to her own vlogging, mm-hmm. right? Like that's totally different. Like you're purposely putting your life out there. Yes. Right? But like with these young kids, they have no choice. And that's then true. Their parents are making money. And then they're, they're, the whole argument will be like, well, okay what about how like you know yeah okay they've provided for their kids and stuff but like if you're directly profiting from your children shouldn't that really be your kids money yeah like shouldn't it be in their bank account yeah there's no protection for these kids exactly it's just so bad it's just like and then i even thought yeah like even when i vlog let's Mm -hmm. say i'm vlogging Mm -hmm. if my friend was like i don't want to be in that vlog i'm not going to put her in the vlog yeah but kids don't have that you know exactly they can't say anything exactly and then now i mean i feel bad for the the toddler now as Mm -hmm. well because this is all over the fucking internet now yeah. and the toddler's face is all over the internet, mm-hmm. you know, and now it's going to be, you know, when he grows up, I mean, people are probably, and, and then people are talking about this issue and mm-hmm. all of these things. And now he's gonna be like, Oh my God, like I basically killed this dog. You know what I mean? Yeah, like there's yeah, so yeah. many things. There's so much, there's wrong. so many there's layers, so much wrong. you know, Oh God, I just hope that yeah. they start cracking down on these family channels. Yeah. I mean, well start, they like, started, I think they started like not putting ads. no, I don't know what they did. They did mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Not necessarily for family channels, but it yeah. was mainly um, to protect the viewers. Yeah. So for example, like if a child is viewing um, your content and your content is made for children, mm. then you can't have like comments, I think. Okay. Something like that. But like yeah. it does, it still doesn't protect the children. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, so- it sounds like these, these, these channels are still making money. I off mean, there's them, certain right? channels where I'm just like, do you have babies just to like 
because like you know I, f- I do feel like it's not a coincidence that a lot of these family vlogging channels have like four or five kids yeah oh. and they just keep popping them out and I just I don't I, like what the fuck and I just I like how would you feel Rose like if you had your kids I mean I don't know and just like filming them and just like daily daily and putting them on your yeah your channel. it's weird oh God. It's, it's it's weird yeah anyway guys so those were our thoughts on family vlogging channels yeah oh. all right fine is this the final story or this are there the, more stories well there's a few but like okay. I'm, I, I, small we, stories okay, it's just, it's go. just gonna be maybe we'll just pound out a few Pound out a few. Which brings me to this story, well, which I thought out. was so funny. Condoms. Yeah. Condom sales surge as more people get vaccinated. God Look, damn. I mean, I was what thinking, a positive story. Exactly. I was thinking, God damn, people are protecting themselves with a the vaccination. <laughs> They'd be protecting their... Well, this is good. People believe mm-hmm. in protection, which I think is, is, <laughs> in, is very in, important. In more ways than one. Exactly. <laughs> and it actually links to this uh, picture that I saw on Instagram about a guy mm-hmm. that had a t-shirt that said basically, got vaccinated, ready to fuck. <laughs> So it sounds like there's a lot of oh, people. Oh, speaking of vaccinations, we've um we booked our vaccination, guys. Woohoo! <laughs> finally, um, I'm getting mine in a week, I think. God damn! And you begin yours when? Like a few days after you. Oh, God damn! We're gonna be vaccinated. We're gonna get our first shot. We're guys. gonna get the Pfizer. Mm. We gonna get. How do, you, how do you know which one you're getting? I think I think they said it was Pfizer. Oh, I don't know what they said. I don't know. Um, it don't matter. I get, I'll be getting anything at I this know. point. I just wanted to, like mm-hmm. things to go back to normal. So basically, guys, this is hilarious. Condom sales have skyrocketed. Skyrocketed. Um, a research firm show that U.S. condom sales increased twenty three point four percent. Wow! Within four weeks, that is insane. Like people be getting excited. Some people be getting a little too excited. I don't got to, well, you know, goddamn. <laughs> so I thought this was a nice, funny story. Lovely, because you know, as we're getting out of lockdown and everything else, it's really important uh-huh. that we remember. You know, I know everyone's getting excited; they're getting frisky. Mm-hmm. And it's important, and actually, I think this is a good story because it means that people are being safe. Yes, they're they're getting their condoms. They're getting ready. Yes. They're getting ready for when the bars open. <laughs> I would okay. So I know that during COVID, I, I'm I'm pretty sure there was a baby boom during mm-hmm. COVID. Mm-hmm. From, you know, couples having babies. Couples, yeah. And now I'm like, okay, is there also going to be... And, and I know, like, it's good that there are people buying condoms. But yeah. also, will there be a post-COVID baby boom as well? Well, not if everyone's using condoms. I mean, not <laughs> everyone's using condoms. No, it's so true. You know? well, and Condoms it, break, Daniel. Oh, it's only nine to something percent effect oh, if, if, if used properly. Yeah. And you know how humans be stupid. That's why you, dub- <laughs> that's why you double up and get 180% protection. <laughs> No, no just, doubling up is worse, guys. Don't listen to I know, Daniel. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, guys. Um, uh, but also a funny thing I was like, and I don't know how accurate this is, uh-huh. guys, but according, <laughs> according to a survey on Match.com. Okay, great. Uh, Love that source. A single survey. 71% of singles reported that they hadn't had sex during the pandemic. For a whole year. Yep. God damn, it'd be a dry, dry season. It's a very dry season. That's why <laughs> people are getting the condoms ready for when oh my God. things... I bet like half these condoms are probably just like, let's just hope thinking yeah <laughs> well i mean we did talk about how um, was that in our patreon exclusive i can't remember we Which talked one? about um how the virginity rate of yes, males i think it was a patreon exclusive from a couple months ago that's right yes yeah, yeah. the male virginity rate i mean this is like a big issue not yeah. just like during covid yeah um it was like before covid actually yeah, it was um the rate of male virginity from between ages of what like 20 and 40 it was like 18 and 30 right something yeah. like that yeah. has skyrocketed yeah before compared to before yeah so like that's it a big was, issue it, it stayed relatively consistent mm-hmm. for like several years and then now it's just kind of like gone up quite a lot and people were saying oh maybe more people are more open to say that they're virgins or whatever else that could ex- explain a little bit of it small amount but not as much as they're mm-hmm. seeing so they're like actually if you want to listen is- to it guys 
Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Nice little plug into so, the Patreon. Exactly. Goddamn roses. Go and subscribe to our Patreon. It's $3 a month only. Mm-hmm. Okay. Starts at starting at $3 a month. It starts at $3 a month. If you want to give us more, I mean, we ain't going to object to that. <laughs> Three do- starting at three dollars a month, less than a Starbucks coffee, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you get an exclusive episode. You get Every all of month. our content. Uh, content. We're gonna do a drunken one this month. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we are. It's gonna be very exciting, guys. So join. Um, yeah. so that's a good news. Um, mm-hmm. is there an MDMA news? Oh, there is. There's. Some I MD- love me some MDMA news. I know you do. So apparently, oh, nice. So it's still not. I think it's still, from what I understand, it's not like been approved yet but they've been sure. basically starting to do trials um and it's been going on for a little while where they're using mdma to, which is a drug yeah to help people with ptsd they've been talking about this mm-hmm. for a long time though so i'm glad that it's becoming i don't know more mainstream yeah. news i don't Cause, know because the way they the, the way that i explained it we don't have to go through the whole article and stuff but sure from what they from what they said is because obviously when you take mdma it releases endorphins yes um and they were saying what they can Does do it release endorphins is or it, is it something to do with serotonin? Is yeah, there a difference? Something, something like Anyways, it makes you happy, makes you essentially. Happy. makes you feel really good. It's a happy um, drug. Yeah, it is a happy drug. Not that we have any experience with that. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so they were saying what, what actually can help is the therapists are able to like, because normally when you talk to people about traumatic stuff, automatically like they get stressed or their you know their heart level goes up and they get really they don't want to talk about it right like if, right. I, if you have like a tr- very traumatic thing right whereas with the mdma it's like you're able to talk about it and not get those feelings oh very interesting because you're you're kind of at this kind of constant kind of right not, not necessarily even happy but just kind of a content yeah. level so you can talk about like a lot of dark stuff that's happened and not and, and actually work through it properly. Right. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, which is a really... I mean, that makes a lot of sense yeah. because, you know, when people are high on MDMA, they become very like, you know, sometimes people just sit there and they just talk for hours. Yeah, you know? that's true. And they're they just, you know, re- very calm and or, you know, they they might be going crazy in a yeah, rave or something. That's true. But, but there have been, like, there's a lot of instances where you mm. just sit and, like, listen to music and you just talk. Yeah. So you're just very calm and relaxed and mm-hmm. you almost feel... Again, not speaking from experience. Not speaking from any experience, okay. guys. But from what um, we've heard, <laughs> you almost feel like you're, you know, all your worries are gone. Yeah, you know. So mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know why they're not doing it already. This is the problem with having such a negative reaction to certain mm. drugs just because they're illegal. Yeah. Because they actually used MDMA before as an antidepressant. I think yes. that's what it yeah. started. That was. Yeah. I think that was that a, was original initial, use yeah. for it, or it was like some. I think they originally. I could be wrong, but it was like maybe they use it for like a blood thinner or something. Okay. Maybe. Like a very long time sure, ago, sure. and then obviously they realized there's other effects of MDMA, yeah. and then you know started using it for other other things such and as then, treating depression, and then obviously it became a party drug. It became a party drug. And I think that's when it became illegal. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure what happened first. Yeah. But then, yeah, because it was a party drug, people, of course, associated with being bad, mm-hmm. um, even though like compared to, again, alcohol. Yeah. MDMA, I'm pretty sure has a lot less, fewer deaths and fewer mm-hmm. um, overdose issues. And if there are overdoses, it's usually because it's laced with something. Exactly. So again, which, like, which again, mm-hmm. with this whole idea of like, this is another issue. You know, you talk about these illegal drugs and mm-hmm. them being laced. Like if, this the, like MDMA for example was made legal yeah and you could buy it at regular places it would yeah. be regulated and it wouldn't be laced exactly so you wouldn't have these issues right yeah. so huh, anyway well, I mean that's cool mm-hmm. I mean hopefully they can um make it happen because mm-hmm. it, it makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. and wow I think it'd be really really helpful and yeah. you know if it can help treat people with PTSD also yeah. people that are suffering from depression you know there's yeah. a lot of really good benefits I think and you know again used in I guess in controlled fashions yeah, and yeah, whatever yeah. else like I think you know 
great. Like, I think that's fantastic. So yeah. just wanted to leave everyone with that kind of positive, God positive damn. thought, you know, condom well, sales. If you're going to do drugs, make mm-hmm. sure you do it safely. Make sure you do your research. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't be stupid. Well, I was going to say, I mean, you know, condom sales are surging and MDMA might become le- <laughs> illegal. Oh God. There's no way they're going to legalize MDMA. Not that's anytime true. soon. They just fucking legalized marijuana. I know. And that took like, forever. I know. That literally took forever. But I do think people are becoming more, um, you know, open to the idea mm-hmm. of legalization of drugs. Oh, speaking of legalized and marijuana. <laughs> God damn Just next kidding. time Daniel's next time oh, God, damn. God imagine doing this podcast like high on weed I couldn't I don't think we could talk properly no I could like, get... I would just be slurring my words mm-hmm. <laughs> that's different than you drinking excuse <laughs> me Daniel's I'll be actually maybe my drinking would be worse yeah I think mm-hmm. your drinking is worse Rose you're rude as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we get how on MDMA. Oh, God Okay, <laughs> that's not happening because that's illegal, Rose. And um, we've never done that before. So, Daniel. you know. Um, so anyway. Anyway, guys. So that brings us to the end of the episode. Hopefully mm-hmm. you guys enjoyed this. Uh, lots to talk about. So much to talk about today, And guys. lots more to talk about in our Patreon exclusive. Mm-hmm. So once again, join us over there. Patreon.com slash The Savage Podcast. We yeah. are growing our little family. We love it there. And you get the episodes without any ads. Mm-hmm. And... You get the episodes a week earlier than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And what else, Daniels? And a bonus episode every single month. That's right. And the and next one's going to be a drunken one. Exactly. The next one's going to be a drunken one. There's lots of... And also, you'll get a, um, get access to all of our exclusive episodes. All the episodes. archives. Yeah. Yes. And we have a lot on there now, we guys. We do. We have, like, horrific dating stories. Oh, God. We have, like, so much, you know, so <laughs> many things. Like, I mean, I think there's a story about a guy that's hair caught on fire at one point. <laughs> One of Rose's dates. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to say too much more. You got to go on to Patreon to catch to catch that. Um, we have a lot of fun on there. We do. We did some um, some quizzes, yeah. that kind of stuff. So it's just kind of like, and we're a little bit more raw and real. Yeah. You know? So join us there, guys. Mm-hmm. And um, if not, that's fine. We'll yeah. be here every week. Exactly. And uh, just follow us on Instagram. That's free. Yeah. Instagram is the Savage Podcast. And if you're not already, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give this video a thumbs us. up. Yeah, and th- and also rate us or follow us on whatever um, podcast platform that you're watching this on, or sorry, listening to this on, I guess. Um, yeah. And that's it. God that's damn, it. that was a long-ass outro. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Anyways, love us, rate us, all yeah. that good stuff, and we will talk to you guys. See you guys next week. Next week. Bye. Bye.